tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Okay. So chapter three says, it's talking about war in the heavenly. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Scripture says, as we know, we wrestle not against, come on. Flesh and blood, but against mentality. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the weapons of our warfare are not? Carnal. Carnal. But they are? Mighty through God. To what? To the pulling down of strongholds. Pulling down of strongholds. Okay, now, what are those weapons? Well, we have prayer. We have fasting. In the word. I didn't catch that one. I think she said the word. God's word. Yes, yes, yes. The spiritual armor. There you go. There you go. All right. So um, Ephesians, what, 6, 11? 6, 6, through, 6 10 through 18. All right. Read 6, 10. Six ten through eighteen. Uh, I got it. Okay. King James. King James. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Twelve. Okay. For we wrestle, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Okay, so let's stop for a minute. So mm-hmm. it says put on the whole armor of God that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. Now, we talked about this um, last week about how um, you, don't need, you don't need armor if you're not engaged in battle. Right. Right. Okay. So the armor, for the most part, is protecting us in the warfare, is it not? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, but read, um, I think it's, read about 16. Read 16. 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, and so seven. now here you've got, you got the shield of faith, and they talked about those Roman shields that were so big, uh, that they could literally stand behind it and protect them, their whole bodies with it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And so the shield of faith does what? It is uh, able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The fiery darts, to quench the fiery darts, in other words, to protect you from the attacks of the mm-hmm. enemy. Who does right. that? 
What does that, 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 that shield of faith? Okay. Now, I'm going to go into some of this stuff. I want to go a little deeper into faith. I want to talk a little bit about that. But I want to establish something before we move further. Okay? All right. Mm-hmm. And then health, 19. 19? Oh, what is it? No, 17. That was 16. 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the uh-huh. sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. You forgot the word right. of now, the Now, right. not only is it the word of God, but it's the word of truth. Right. And it right. will always protect you from deception. Mm-hmm. So that the enemy cannot deceive you because he is a master craftsman at deception. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, okay, go on down a little further. This is I want 18, to... 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching okay, there. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Praying how, how often? Always oh. with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. With all prayer and supplication. Where? In the spirit. In the spirit. In the spirit. In the spirit. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? Your heavenly tongue. In the prayer language. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Heavenly mm-hmm. right. Everybody agree? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Because everybody, everybody has not gotten to that place yet. Mm-hmm. See? We, a lot of people pray, do a lot of praying with words. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the reason that words are not effective all the time is because of what? Not in the spirit. No, give me some scripture. Come on. Because, um, when you pray with words, it goes in the atmosphere, and because the um, the enemy and his cohorts are in the second heaven, a lot of times they're blocking them. They're 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 no, that's true. them down. That's absolutely true. But what does the scripture say? Oh boy. In your heavenly, not in your heavenly. Okay, hold up. Is it the scripture that says that the spirit intercedes um, on our behalf? Hello? Yes, that scripture. Is that scripture, Q? I don't know. Um... Yes, that, it's in there. It's in there. I know exactly what it says, but I want you all to find it. It's in there. First Corinthians fourteen, fourteen. If that's what she's talking about. Um, I don't know. That's the one. Or if I pray in the tongue, my spirit prays, but my my mind is. Um, you said First Corinthians fourteen, fourteen. That might not be. No. Yeah. That's you ask you. What's what's your scripture? Huh. Romans eight and six. Uh huh. Read it. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> okay. Well, fourteen fourteen says, "For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful." But you can go and to then church. it goes on and say, "What is it then? I will pray. I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. I will, I will sing with the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding." Okay, but there's also something that it goes a little deeper. That's perfect. That's perfect, Sam. There's something that goes along with that. The scripture says we do not know what to pray for, somebody. Yeah, but the spirit prays for us. 
And groanings and utterings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We as we ought. Yes. 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 Romans eight. We do not know what to pray for as we ought to, but the Spirit maketh intercession. Intercession. Romans eight twenty six. Yes. Yes. That's what I thought you said, Q. I thought you said Romans 8. Yeah, I my phone is yeah. acting crazy, so I couldn't get it. Okay. Likewise, also, the Spirit helps us our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for. What we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. Yeah. And he that searches the heart knoweth. What is the mind of the spirit? Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. Read that part again. He knows what? He knows the uh, He that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. To the will of God. So even if we pray, we can pray some prayers in, in with words. We got to pray with both. We, right. Sam already told us First Corinthians fourteen. We got to pray with understanding, and we've got to speak. We got to pray in tongues and with understanding, because when we speak in an unknown tongue, huh? We with mm-hmm. into the Lord, right? So mm-hmm. now, now, but if we continue to talk only the things that we know, then then we miss out on something because. We don't know what to pray for as we ought to. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the Spirit Himself makes an intercession for us Amen. according to the Word of God. He doesn't even have to use words. He said with groanings mm-hmm. that can't even be uttered, so deep that they can't even be uttered. Amen? Amen. Amen. So this is a mighty weapon. It's a mighty weapon because of the fact that if 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 we don't know what to pray for as we ought to, and we allow the Spirit of God to pray through us and make intercession, okay, we get the will of God, and the will of God is that the enemy be bound. Right. Amen. Amen. Let God arise and our enemies be scattered. See? Amen? Amen. Amen. So you all are understanding where I'm coming from, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, chapter 3, now, this is really important that you understand that, that the weapons that we're dealing with are not just the, 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 the armor, but this is a part of it, praying in the Spirit always with all prayer and supplication. This is how we deal with warfare. <laughs> We have the word of God, and this is another thing. If we just have our words, then we just have our words. But where is the real power? God's word. 
Now, the real power is praying the word of God. That's why we have to be knowledgeable about that word. We've got to be able to proclaim and, and declare God's word because he comes to see about his word. He answers his word, and his word is his will. And the word and the spirit agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, now I'm saying that because this is necessary, that you beef up your prayer life with praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. Allow God to use you in that fashion. As a matter of fact, at this particular point in time, I don't know who I'm like. I don't know if I'm actually like Paul or not, but but I pray more in tongues than I pray in words because I don't have the answer. Yeah. See, people call and make requests all day long, okay? But one thing I've learned for sure is that it's not their request that matters. It's the will of God for their lives. So they may request for me to pray that they get the job. But why should I pray that they get the job if that's not the job God has for them? Amen. So I pray the will of God be done in their lives. Lord, if it's your will, you can get the job. If it's not your will, Father, you close that door, you shut that door, and open the doors that you open because when you open doors, no man can shut them. Yeah. You see, so we've got to deal with it from the godly perspective because we're dealing with serious spiritual warfare here. And we've got to get it. We've got to war. Now, there's a war going on in the heavenlies, chapter 3. Let's jump back over there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Time is moving. Chapter 3. He talks about the prayer that Daniel prayed in chapter 10 of Daniel. I think it's chapter 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, chapter 10 through 12, okay? Yeah. He also talked about the Daniel fast here. And, um, Reggie, you asked about the Daniel fast. And I want to tell you all, people have made up their own Daniel fast these days. And they <laughs> have a lot of things in the fast that never was supposed to be on there. You know? Now, so... God will honor your sacrifice. You understand? I'm not saying that he won't honor your sacrifice. But if we're going to do some serious warfare, then we got to act like we're serious here and stop mm-hmm. trying to appease our flesh, try to the spirit and our flesh at the same time. I wasn't accusing you of that, Reggie. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so, um, uh, Lord have mercy. I lost the page. Uh, should be paid. That's okay. That's all right. I'm uh, licking my wounds. <laughs> you need to stop. You need to stop because I ain't trying to wound you, but I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Right? I know. I, I know. I'm not. I, brought it up. I feel you, Reggie. I feel you, though. <laughs> the another reason I brought it up is because he brings it up here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he said, at the beginning of Daniel chapter 10, we see that Daniel had set aside a period of three weeks as a special time of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Many Christians call the type of fast he went on a Daniel fast. He did not give up eating entirely, but he ate a diet that consisted only of simple fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. He ate no meat and drank no wine. Okay, so when we used to do the Daniel fast, we would always do fruits and vegetables. We didn't include um, 
brown rice and stuff. This stuff came later because we began to read that people do this and we add these different things. But mm-hmm. he, this, he ate simple fruits and vegetables. And let me tell you something about the Daniel Fest. Not only is it a sacrifice, but it is a cleansing. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Of so many toxins and things. And and we feel so good when we're on it. Sometimes make me wonder, why do we come off? Because <laughs> <laughs> we want that meat. Yeah, well, see, you know, that's our flesh too, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, I'm just saying that's what it is. That's why, because we want that meat. Yeah, flesh okay. is crying out. So in, in his fast, Daniel was mourning before God on behalf of his people, Israel, who were captives of a Gentile nation, empire. Mm-hmm. At the end of three weeks, a glorious angel, Gabriel, came to him with the answer to his prayers and a revelation from God explained in Daniel 11 and 12 concerning the future of his people. And he said, let us read the angel's announcement. And it said, then the angel Gabriel said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the king of Persia. Amen. So he gives his verse. He said, to paraphrase, the angel was saying, the first day you began to pray, you were heard. So we have the scripture that says, this is the confidence that we have. Anybody can finish that scripture? This is the confidence that we have that if we oh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. I know it, but I'm uh, This is the confidence that we have but that if we ask anything according to his will he will be given. He is faithful to answer? Nope. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. First John 5 and 14. Now, I want First you John to remember 5 and 14. I want you to remember that, okay? Because there are many times when we are praying prayers and it feels like our prayers are not going anywhere and God is not answering. It's a very frustrating situation when you've been waiting on the Lord a long time. Sometimes the enemy has things blocked. And sometimes it's your time to wait, mm. okay? But no matter whether it's your time to wait or, or if you have things walk, you still need to cover that thing with prayer in the spirit so that you will have the will of God. Make sense? Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, he said it took him three weeks to get through to him. Now, he addresses the fact that not only did it take me three weeks to get to you, but now that I've delivered your answer, it's going to take me time to get back because get I'm back not back in heaven to get back to where I got to go still. Okay? Mm-hmm. So under the head of an extracting kingdom, he says it's very clear that at the time of Daniel, the satanic kingdom was located someplace between God's throne and the earth. 
Again, this fact has not been changed. It was there when Paul wrote Ephesians 6.12, which was at least 30 years after the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. In other words, whatever the organizational structure of Satan's kingdom had been, it was not changed by the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus. Jesus ascended far above Satan's kingdom, but Satan's kingdom remained in place. Now, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the earth right now because I am I'm upset about it. I um I'm upset about it because I feel that and I know I'm not I'm not missing God here. The reason that the advancements have come as fast as quickly as they have come is because we are do nothing people. Say that again. We love to complain about the darkness. We love to curse the darkness, but we don't do what we need to do to light the candle. You see? Mm-hmm. And um, he talks about um, – remember he was talking about in the book about how when he went to India about this deaf, mute spirit that was among yeah. the people. I worked in India, Australia, when it was New Zealand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we suffer with that in the church. A deaf, mute, and blind spirit. And so the scripture says, hearing we hear not. Even seeing we see not. We're sitting in the church, and you have, and, and I'm not saying you particularly, but I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about us as though we were one because we really are. And mm-hmm. so we're sitting in the church, and we're not the least bit concerned about these people dying out here in the street without Jesus. We just got to get that word, and we got to make sure we get that word. We get that word. We getting that word and getting that word and getting that word and getting fat on the word, but we won't share the word with the dying generation. Mm-hmm. We won't take a stand against these things. Um, Minister Narina and I have been talking and she's got she she feels it's necessary to do some things against this. We don't even know what our rights are, and and of course the world is not going to stand against this stuff because of the fact that they can't. How can they? You can't you can't fraternize with the enemy and fight them at the same time. That's right? true. They don't have what they need because they only have carnal weapons. We're the ones that are going around carrying the mighty weapons that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are the ones that have the prayer language and the ability to stand in God's authority and push back the darkness. We're the ones with the keys to bind and to loose. We're the ones that after the Holy Ghost had come, we had power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, 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 all the power of the enemy. We're the ones. So what are we doing? So I asked God, I said, God, I said, I'm really, my stomach is, is actually, I got I to gotta bellyache from this craziness, Okay. Because everybody's making this big deal about this gay marriage and stuff, but in the same respect, we didn't do anything to stop it from the beginning, and we knew that these people were pressing for gay rights, and they've been doing it for a long time. 
And the funny thing about it is they kept on persisting until they got what they wanted. Why are we persisting until we get what we want? I'm just saying. Because if you feel, if you have the mentality, well, all we can do is pray, something ain't right here. Then you didn't need power. You didn't need authority. You didn't need keys. You didn't need none of this stuff. You didn't need knowledge. You didn't need the armor of God. You didn't need nothing. If that's all, if that's the mentality that we have. Am I making any sense here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So ask God for some examples. A biblical activist. Go with me to Nehemiah, the fourth chapter. Nehemiah 4. I was telling the pastor that I was talking to today that I feel old, you know, because I was really such a person that I never took stuff lying down, you know, and my mother used to always, you know, say something was wrong with me. I was crazy because I fought against things. I didn't just take injustices and just say, oh, well, you know, that's just an injustice. You know how we do. That's just the devil. You know, it's only the devil. You know, and that's the mentality that we have, which is why he keeps advancing. And not only is he advancing, he's advancing double time. Mm -hmm. He's moving so quickly that if you don't watch out, we're going to be really, really in a noose. Let me tell you something. I read this and I posted it. Some of y'all may have seen it on Facebook about how um, Brian Williams had reported that by 2017, we all were going to have to take that chip. Now, we have been talking about this for years and years and years, that, um, you know, in order to buy and sell during the tribulation, you're going to have to take the mark. Don't they understand that that electronic chip is a, is a numerical mark of the beast? Mm-hmm. Mm. Of course, people are involved with governmental things like your, your, your government uh, uh, checks and disability checks and government housing and government jobs and whatnot, if the government decides that in order to work there, in order to be able to get food stamps, in order to be able to get your welfare check a month, in order to be able to do any of these things that you've got to take the mark of the beast, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Wow. Talking is going to be like in another world. No, it's in our world. It's right here. It's right now. It's up in our face. Mm-hmm like science fiction back in the 60s, but, hey, this is 2015, and it's here. And things are moving so rapidly in the government that if we don't stand up for our rights, if we don't get some petitions, if we don't go to Washington, if we don't do something to turn this thing around, we're going to be in a terrible, terrible pickle. And after a while, I'm telling you, we're going to have to go underground. Or we're going to have to be martyred right here in the United States. We were reading today about how a preacher got jailed because he would not perform a gay marriage. Yep. Got sentenced to a year, a year in federal prison. See? Now, what do you think, what is that telling you? 
When are we going to wake up? What is that telling us? When they're carting us off? When are we going to wake up? We have certain inalienable rights in this country. That's what the, uh, the, the what is that thing? The Constitution is all Constitution. about. We're, we're, we don't know what our rights are. We don't even know what our rights are. We haven't been concerned. All we've been concerned about is getting our praise on. Getting that be... money in the church and raising that money. We haven't been concerned about the things we need to be concerned about. The world has turned away. And, and, and one sister said to me, she said, well, you know, these things have to happen because, you know, uh, the kingdom has to come and these things have to happen. They may have to happen. But the scripture tells me that if my people who are called by my name, right? He tells me that the land could be healed. Apostle, Mm a question for you, or for anybody out there. Now, it it appears to me that part of the reason why all this stuff that is happening is because we as Christians have become so for lack of a better word right now, say complacent in saying that, well, God will take care of it. Instead of understanding that we have to do faith without works is dead. That there's things we have to do. God is going to take care of it, but we've gotten complacent and just said God's going to take care of it. So we're sitting back, sitting on our hands and, 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 and not doing what we need to be doing. Then why did God give us hands? If he can take care of everything, why did he bother to give us authority? Why did he give us a dominion in the earth? Why did he give us any of that stuff if all we're supposed to do is sit back and take a passive well, No, no, no. I, think that, I, I understand that's what he's doing, but I'm saying is that it, it, it appears to me that that is the, what has happened to the Christians is that we, 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 we're not walking on our authority and we're just saying God's going to handle it, so we're just sitting back and waiting on God to handle it instead of doing our part to help mm-hmm. them, that's what I'm saying. Well, well, a lot of go ahead. A lot of the Christians are asleep. They are. Amen. Um, Ooh, that's a good word. That's a good word. Going along with, I, I was blown away how many people I seen on Facebook um, that proclaim to be Christians and speak Christ, but they're going along with um, the same-sex marriages, and they use judge. You know. The, don't judge and this and that, but when it comes to the Word of God, if it goes against the Word of God, then I have to say what the Word of God says, and that's not that I'm judging, it's that I love the person just like God loves the person. Mm -hmm. But don't like the sin. That's abomination to the Lord. He detests it, so we are supposed to hate what he hates and love what he loves. He loves the person, but he hates. So a lot of Christians have gone to sleep, and they're they're um they're just um okay with things that are going on and they're they're um allowing them to operate in the church, you know, whether it's playing the piano or, you know, uh fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the church is straight up messed up. Yeah. The leaders need to get in order. You can't you, you can't expect order anywhere else if our leaders are out of order. And a lot of them are out of order. Because I, I I was telling you all before about the various different practices of, of this money thing and, and, and all the wheeling and dealing that goes on behind the scenes right. and stuff. And when the church is low and whatnot, they hire people to come in and raise the money and get me. Yeah. And that's not faith. Instead of trusting in God, right. That's craftiness. That's not faith. And I was in a church like that before the church I'm in now. And I, right. I 
I believe God had put me there to see what not to do. And that's it's you know, really important that. what not to do because you are really a pastor. And you will go forth as a pastor. And God is going to hold you responsible and accountable to him for these things that we know. We cannot allow ourselves to slip away into these kind of things. It's the compromise and the, and the complacency, the laid-back thing that has allowed this to happen. Look, when I came back to San Diego after being in Vegas for nine years, I didn't know. I mean, people here, they act like nothing has changed. This city has went downhill like crazy. Yep. And I couldn't believe my eyes because it was just like a paradise, really. It was such a beautiful place to live. And even though they had gangs and stuff, we didn't really have much activity around neighborhoods where we live. We still lived real comfortable, and the children were comfortable, and the people were comfortable, and the people were laid back, and they still are. So I asked God, how did this happen? People are dying on the freeways every day, mad crashes, killing folks left and right, all times of day, all times of night, all kinds of things going on in the city. I asked God, how did this happen? And God said, because of the laid-back attitude. And it created a portal where the enemy came and set up camp. See, one thing I know about the enemy is that once you let him in somewhere, you really got trouble trying to get him out. And leave the door shut no matter how tempted we are to crack it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when we crack a door, and, and those that have gone to my church, they know I taught this. I've been teaching this for years. When you crack a door, you may be looking out to see one spot, but the door is open on all four sides. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And the enemy comes in and all on all four sides. Then when you get ready to close the door and you think you can just close it and back off, you can't because there's so many of them in there now. Now you got to deal with 99 different things to get them out. Yep. And then also yep. in the government, too, we have a lot of Satanists that are in the government. And they're but trying because trying all to... we pay attention to is the church instead of grooming our young people and teaching them that they can be president, teaching them that yes. they can be senator, and they don't have to be crooked to be politicians. We didn't stand in places where we needed to stand. Right. And it started with um, with allowing them to take prayer out of the church. I believe that's where the, the big hit was. Prayer out of okay. schools, out of schools. Yeah, I mean out of schools, I'm sorry. Yeah, take prayer out of schools, and that's where the big hit was. And the next one to... Don't to pave the way for the same-sex marriages, they they um, aired Bruce Jenner and his whole transformation to a woman. Mm. And yeah. right after what that, was the same abomination. Yeah. Oh my God. Woo. Well, y'all. So they're trying to create a new world order, and I've been talking about that for years now. We've been talking about crazy mm-hmm. yeah, order all that. Leave it in but we need deliverance at the forefront of the churches, and until we get deliverance at the forefront of the churches, they're going to people are going to stay asleep. Even the leadership is going to stay asleep because it's a lot of deliverance needed, and we're not ushering in the glory of God. Because I, I was telling my kids back in my day, a homosexual couldn't even be in the church. I grew mm-hmm. up in Holiness Pentecostal. And a homosexual, that spirit couldn't hide out in the church like that. It wouldn't even be comfortable. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even step foot through the threshold of, you know, the door of the church, let alone sit on the piano. 
Preach, preacher. That's all I can say. Preach. Mm -hmm. We have not taken a stand. I'm saying this because we must take a stand. In our prayer time, we've got to ask God to give us a strategy. We need a strategy and we need a plan to defeat the enemy. When Nehemiah went back and and he'd heard about all that had taken place in the city of his birth, his heart was broken. And he didn't just sit down and say, Lord, Lord, what can I do? I'm in captivity. I'm here in service to the king. What can I do? What can I do? He stood up. And, and, and I believe that all that sadness in his face before the king was just an opportunity for him to get the king to ask him what was wrong. Now, mm-hmm. I don't like my imagination, but I know how we can do. We know how to manipulate things. And, mm-hmm. and, and he went back. He went back to build the wall around the city again. And it's time, it's time now. Hey, God, it's time for us to rebuild the wall. If we can't, if we can't take our household, we'll never be able to take our neighborhoods. And if we can't take our neighborhoods, we'll never be able to take a city. And if we can't take our cities, we'll never be able to take back our nation. So God is calling for us to stand in a brand new place. He's calling for us to walk in the authority that he has given us and to strike our rod and to put on our wartime garment and go forward with a plan. And the only way we're going to get the plan and get the strategy is we're going to have to pray in the spirit for God to give us us a plan. And then when God gives you a plan, you cannot be afraid to ask. You've got to go forward. Mm-hmm. Can you Can you receive that? Yes, uh, yes. Yes, yes. And I'm not hearing you. If you don't mm-hmm. receive it, say something. Amen. Amen. I, 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 I'm about to come to this brother Reggie. I'm going to have to get off the line now. Um, I have to get on that uh, have to, but I have to go. Uh, but God bless, and I uh, am enjoying, and yes, I receive that. And if I could say just one thing before I go, this song, is, and just a little bit, it's just in my spirit. There is more that I require of thee. Will your heart and soul say yes? If I told you what I require of thee, Will your spirit still yes. God bless. Uh, I'll be on the, on the uh, next time. God bless. God bless, Reggie. God bless. So now, here we go. I want you all to read Nehemiah, fourth chapter tonight, please. And I want you to understand that God has plans and strategies. The enemy came many times in the form of Tobias and Sam Ballard to try to turn him back from what he was doing. But he said he couldn't come off the wall. And so they learned how to work with one hand and carry their weapons with the other hand, ready for war. We need mm-hmm. to be armed for battle and ready to fight. And we need to have the strategy of God because rioting and all that kind of crazy stuff is not what it's going to take to stand against this enemy. Those are carnal weapons. Mm-hmm. But the weapons of our warfare are yeah. not carnal. Yeah. But they are and, from God, even to the very pulling down of strongholds. Amen? 
Amen. 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 Any questions? No, but I have a comment. Yes. Um, everything you're saying is like I'm. I'm. I'm totally feeling everything that you're saying, and I understand that we definitely got to move away from the church and go within the city and get the soul saved, and and that's something that has really been laying on my heart so much in reference to the ministry that I'm that the Lord has given me to put together and I understand and I understand how important it is to be equipped to go out and be able to fight the enemy and to bring our people to a place of knowing who they are in God so I, I totally get it I don't Sometimes I feel inadequate because I'm not armed the way that I know I should, but gaining the knowledge and the understanding and reading and and reading as much and to gain the understanding and the education on how to go about doing it, I understand how important it is. And with the times changing so much and and all those things that I remember in school when we would read Revelations and how it was fearful for us and and now here it is, these times are, are so coming, you know, coming now and when you it was just the inkling and when you talked about the mark of the beast and you know and, and here it is now something so close that it's important that we arm ourselves and we arm others, and I, I see the importance, and it's just like, man, it's so much to grasp and it's so much to understand that we are in the last days and we have to understand how important it is. So I get it, and, and, I, and I understand from my standpoint how important this ministry is to save as many souls as possible and to get and have them to understand how important it is to know who God is in their lives. And I I totally get it. It's just like, I mean, I'm, it's so much that sometimes it can, it can definitely be, for me, overwhelming. Well, here's the thing. You've got to remember something where that's concerned, and that goes for all of us, is that you can never do it in your strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your strength will not carry you very far. I used to be a one-man army, and I used to think I could handle everything, but I'm telling you, one day it all gave out on me. Mm-hmm. And I was, you cannot handle this in your strength. If you go and move as God tells you to, which is what you're doing, you're going to be just fine. You have a piece of the puzzle. You don't have the whole puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all mm-hmm. have a piece. And if we take care of the piece that we have, when God puts it all together, it makes a whole. Yes. Yeah. Make any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So you can't take it on from that perspective, but you do have to be knowledgeable. And the problem yeah. is that I'm trying to get people up and moving where that's concerned because of the fact that we are we're still in we're still lethargic. You know, even if we're starting to wake up, we're still lethargic, and we're not understanding how important it is that we get this job done properly and that we fill ourselves with knowledge and wisdom and understanding of not only of God's word but of his revelation. Revelation knowledge is a mighty thing, 
And we need more revelation knowledge. That comes from the intimacy with God. That comes from the time spent with God. If we don't have time for God, then we're not going to get what God has for us. He will not tell you his secrets. He will not give you the mysteries. He will not unlock things for you. So you've got to be in a place where you're open to receive what the Lord has for you because these are the times where I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not doting on anybody, but let me tell you something. We're in times where, like Tanya said, we got to come out of these buildings. We got to come out of these churches, and we got to get this job done because Jesus is soon to return. Okay. Mm-hmm. Street team. Street team. I'm telling you, they, where they're going to start locking us up, and, and people are going to be martyred right here in America that used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's time now that we wake up and understand what's set before us. This is more than just a notion. We cannot just talk faith. It's time now we have to walk out our faith. There's going to be times when you're going to have to trust God. What you're going to do in the face of a bullet? What you're going to do? Are you going to compromise? Are you going to take down? Pray for God to get you ready for the bullet. That's my prayer, Lord. Make me ready for the bullet if, so that if the bullet comes, I can stand so that I won't run. Maybe I'll be like Stephen. I'll just look up in the heavens and whatever, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we, we got the word, we got the word, but we don't really have it because the Bible says for us to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Mm-hmm. And if we're not willing to lay down our lives like Jesus laid down his life, then we just about a bunch of talk and we ain't about much. And that's why we can't move the enemy. That's why we can't destroy the strongholds either. Because he know we're a bunch of cow- cowards. And God, you know, in, in, in the old day, you know, sure, he used to sing the song uh, when the caravans that God don't want no coward soldiers. He don't need no coward soldiers. Mm-hmm. See? It's time now for us to be. And in in doing so, we're hearing now about the revival and how God is going to answer our prayers immediately and how he's going to do all these things. They're going to come about as a result of what's happening in the earth. Understand this. So many years we said, well, Lord, we trust you, we trust you, and we pray for healing and we whine like God can't heal us. And we go through so many things and we just sit down and we twiddle our thumbs because we're sick or whatever the case may be. But I'm telling you, there's coming a time that if we can't take, if we don't have that chip, we're not going to be able to get medical care. What are we going to do then? What us going to do? And that's why God sent this thing into the land for us to be wise about taking care of our temples and getting our bodies in order. We got to start eating better. We need to exercise more. We need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Because it's coming a time where we're not going to have the liberty to just walk into doctors. We, we, we're not going to have the liberty. We won't have access to the medicine. Because if you can't buy the medicine without kids, we won't be able to get the medicine. We're going to have to depend on God, and that's when we're going to see mighty miracles take place in this country like never before. But don't think that it will be like a, a cakewalk. Don't think, because people preach it like it's going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. It ain't going to be nothing nice. It ain't but the end result will be nice. So we need to be in a position where we can stand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, we must be able to stand in the evil day. Mm-hmm. Hello, um, good evening. 
Good evening. How are you, Reverend Marvin? Hi, Apostle Samson and everyone. Good evening. <laughs> I I caught most of what you said and um and and the other callers. And I just wanted to remind everyone that um we have judgment day coming, but until God's church is right, you know, um nothing else will be. And then he told us to seek ye first the kingdom and God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us and all these things are not going to be added unto us to be returned. So therefore, like in the book of Acts, the church, they were unified and they they prayed and and they were in one accord. The universal church is not in one accord. And that's where we have to start. And if the church starts in our home, until everyone, he said, watch and pray and pray without ceasing. So we have our instructions, but we are not operating in those instructions until we return. And so whether we like what we see or not, God still established government, and he is the, the highest authority on this earth and in heaven above this earth. And so therefore, and so each and every each individual um, check their conscience and, and he tell them see he told us to to love God, that God with all our hearts, all our soul, all our might, and love our neighbors, love one another. Love covers all sin. He, he, he loves the world. And so, therefore, whether we like it or not, we have to submit to God first. And then he told, he told us to submit to government. That means that we have to, submitting to government, meaning that we submitting to authority, but always I guess authority that we submit to. Hello? Who is the highest authority that we are submitting to? He said we have to choose not man, we choose God, right? So therefore, he is the last authority above the Supreme Court, and everyone has to go before him. So that's why we have to be watchful and praying. Yeah, we we um you you came on a little late. We we've covered a lot of that already, a whole bunch of that already, you know. But let me just say this much. Yes, we're going to submit to government, but if government goes against our God, what are we going to do? Submit to God. We still stand. We still stand. Word, no one the word said, is going to stand. The word said, because render under Caesar what is under Caesar, but under God what is God. Yeah, but you do he runs supreme overall. That's why he's king of kings and yeah. lord of lords. Yeah. And so yeah, the, he has the last, last say because if this one here, we, we can't sit on this one here. I, I just, I can't do it. I can't sit on this and um, just say it's okay because the government ruled it in in favor of that it's okay. Um, it has to be. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay, it's but you okay, reign supreme over, over evil. God rules, reigns supreme over right. the government that he established. He still reigns, so they still have to go before him. It's a time to pray, but then we, he also wants us to take a stand also on certain things. 
this one, I, I believe that God is calling for the church to take a stand on this. And um, as I was, uh, as Apostle was talking, I received a uh, message from, I don't even know who it came from, but it, it uh, sent over to me and said that uh, Daniels out of um, Rowan County was not issuing um, the same-sex marriage license. She says it goes against her religious beliefs. But we still we have people in the government that is still saying, No, I'm not gonna do it because mm-hmm. it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. And they gave me and I have her number. So that's that's my outlet that I was looking for to so you know, so we can get this to stand up against this and, and do something so that the enemy and his cohorts can see that we're just not gonna take things lying down. Mm-hmm. That's right. That the church is on fight. The word of God says fight the good fight of faith. To defend the gospel. Yes. That's, yes. You know that? You recognize that? We have a job to stand up against unrighteousness. We, we, we're we not supposed to go along with unrighteousness. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't stand for this next, the, polyg- the, the uh, polygamists, they're going to want to also get married with all their sister wives. Well, you, you can expect that at any, any moment now. You can expect that anymore because they've already came out the issue of uh, about that, a statement about that. Since they approved that, then now they they're wanting to get married. Yeah. So there are multiple wives. So I mean, if we take this laying down, then anything goes. Next, it'll be bestiality. People will be marrying their cats and dogs. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I will cry. I mean, well, what's the difference? <laughs> I want to know you know, if you're going to be with a woman, if a woman going to be with a woman, a man going to be with a man, I might as well be with my dog. Yeah. At least it'll be, you know. <laughs> Y'all forgive me here. But at any rate, I think that we covered some really good ground. Would you agree? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, that's my call. My call is to act, activate. Stir up the gift within you. God put the gift in you, and God called you. And so now we've got, we really have to band together strong in this hour, and we've got to get on one accord. And, yes, we must love one another regardless to what. We cannot fall out of friendships and relationships. That is not the will of God for us. I don't care if you get mad, if you want to get mad. We, we, you better get over your mad. You better drop your mad, get forgiveness in your heart, and reconnect with your friend or your loved one, because it's not the will of God for us to break ranks. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, I bless you tonight. I thank you for this time that you give me with your precious loved ones, God. Lord Jesus, I'm honored that you would even use even me. Father God, thank you for those who took the time. It's late at night in some areas, and those who took the time to get on the line tonight. I pray, my God, that your will will be done in each and every one of our lives. Father God, give us a plan. Show us what to do. Give us a strategy on how to defeat the enemy in these places. And, Father, we will be so careful to give your name to praise. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Now, listen, the line, I got an assignment. Mm-hmm. You said read Nehemiah chapter 4. Yeah. New book. New book. New book. Uh-oh. Books. Okay. All right. Seven mountain prophecy. The seven mountain prophecy. I know some of you already have it. We've done it. 
we did it at Community Christian Life, but the Seven Mountain Prophecy. Seven Mountain Prophecy. Who's it by? You can get it on Amazon. It's by it Johnny, Johnny Inlow. Johnny Inlow. Yes. And you can expect these things to happen because I'm going to give you assignments because you need them. Okay? The Seven no. Mountain Prophecy. Those that can get it on your chapter 4. Okay? okay? If you can't get it on your tablet, then however you got to get it, get it. Okay. Okay. All right. Any more questions? Anything else? I don't have Mar- any. That's it. I don't have any either. Yeah, I'm good. Mr. Norman, thank you so much for coming on the line. And all the rest of my parents, I love y'all. I love you with my whole heart, and I mean that sincerely. All right? We love you, too. Love you, too. God bless you, I'm praying for you. I'm covering you in prayer. And y'all Amen. cover me, too. Okay? Yeah. Amen. Right. In Jesus' name. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.